And welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we're bringing you another bonus episode. You may know I've been working with Dr. Colleen Kelly to adapt her comic book series for kids called the MC Detective Agency. What you are going to hear is part two of the three-part audio drama. Dr. Colleen Kelly created Kids Chemical Solutions to help elementary school kids get an early and fun introduction to chemistry. And you can find out more by going to kidschemicalsolutions.com. I hope you enjoy this bonus episode, and we'll be back with another new episode of What If World next week. Kids Chemical Solutions presents The MC Detective Agency File 1. The Case of the Deadly Dials Chapter 2. The Periodic Table of Ice Cream Written by Colleen Kelly, Ph.D. Adapted and produced by Eric O'Keefe Bonjour, my brilliant little detectives. It is me, MC, welcoming you back to the MC Detective Agency. Today we introduce the Periodic Table of Elements, but you can enjoy our story whether or not you have one in front of you. What you need to know is that our other young detectives, Poppy and Ray, are traveling back in time to solve their very first case. And you are here to help. Will our children create a time paradox by changing the past? Should we have given them a sort of time travel tutorial? And how will they find the taxi again after they complete their mission? Nobody can say for sure. So let's just have fun with it, no? Now climb in the time-traveling taxi, buckle your seatbelt, and please excuse the taxi's rather rude manner as we go back in time to help save the Radium Girls. Allons-y! It was a long drive for Ray and Poppy in their time-traveling taxi back to the year 1921 in Orange, New Jersey. The children fell asleep on the way. But their driver, who was also the taxi itself, was happy to wake them up. Beep, beep, hey, we're here. I don't technically have to say beep because I got a built-in horn, but I just like doing it. Oh, thank you, time-traveling taxi. You don't have to thank me. You just gotta get out of me immediately. Time traveler's money, kiddo. And the taxi's doors flung open. Ray, we're here. Get up. Uh, uh, sure. Ray and Poppy found themselves on a street lined with old-timey shops and diners. For the first time in their lives, their car wasn't the oldest one on the road. Hey, I heard that. Ray suddenly seemed very awake. I wonder what a 1921 cheeseburger tastes like. Apparently, time travel is hungry work. But Poppy ignored her ever-hungry brother as she stared at a poster on the side of a building, advertising makeup and beauty products called So Radia. Radia? Hmm, aren't we looking for a guy named Radium? 
but Ray ignored his ever-curious sister, turning toward a sign that read Malted Milk, Five Cents. Five cents? This place is so cool. I wonder if they take 21st century nickels. But as he spun about, oof! Oh, sorry. Please watch where you're going, you... you... you're green. No, I'm Ray, but sorry about the bump, dude. I mean, you're the color green. Like radium green. Oh, I'm afraid of radium. It made my lab assistant very sick, you know. Wait, does that mean you're one of the radium girls? Ray, I think they're a little old to be a radium girl. Indeed. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Thomas Edison. Like, for real? THE Thomas Edison? And Poppy popped out from behind her brother Ray. Oh dear, you're green too. Am I? I've never noticed. Anywho, can we take a selfie? And Poppy pulled out her smartphone. Uh, what is? And what is that contraption? Oh, right. It's 1921. Uh, yeah. Teaching Edison about smartphones might cause a time paradox. Plus, there's no Wi-Fi to post the picture. Wi-Fi? I am so confused. Uh, no, I think she said French fry. Like, where do we get some delicious eats around here? Well, I was just about to hop in the soda shop for an ice cream sundae. Care to join? Last one there gets their ice cream eaten by me! And moments later, Poppy, Ray, and Thomas Edison were sitting on swivel stools at the bar of an old-timey diner, enjoying malted milks and an ice cream sundae. Mr. Edison, our Granny Eve told us that we needed to learn about the elements. And then she sent us here. So can you tell us about the elements since you're like a brilliant inventor? Brilliant inventor? <laughs> Is that how history remembers me? Well, you're also remembered for your tyrannical business practices. Should we talk about that instead? Uh, it sounds like somebody doesn't want their ice cream. No, 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 you're right, dude. Let's just stay focused on the ice cream and, uh, 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 elements. Well, let's use my banana split as an example of what an element is. Then we should probably order a few more ice cream mints, right? Another banana split, please. Just put it on Tommy's tab. It's Thomas. Uh, how about Uncle Sunday? Uh, it's better than Tommy, I suppose. So, how's a banana split like the elements? Well, an element can be described as the simplest, unique part of a substance. So, in my Sunday here, we have several substances. Two halves of a banana. <coughs> one half of a banana. Three cherries. <coughs> two cherries. Three scoops of vanilla ice <coughs> One scoop of vanilla ice cream. Stop, Ray. That's our lesson on elements. You can't eat it. Well, the next one should be here soon. As I was saying, there are parts to this banana split. Each part can be considered an element in a mixture. Even though the banana is sliced, the element could be called banana. And another banana split was put on the table just in time. Now it's the same with the cherries. There are three cherries, but they are all the same, so it's just one element. What other elements do you see? Oh, I get it. I see that the pure, unique components of the banana split are one, banana. Uh, two, uh, ch cherry. Three, chocolate sauce. 
Four vanilla ice cream. Five whipped cream. Correct. Okay, Ray, you can dig in. About time. <laughs> Each element on the periodic table is usually a part of a more complex mixture. Rarely do we find a single element alone. And what's a periodic table? Oh my, that's right. How would you know about the periodic table? <laughs> Good thing I carry one with me all the time. And Thomas unfolded a square of paper from his pocket. On it were many sets of letters, in neat rows and columns, all beautifully numbered and colored as well. Oh, wow. Oh, and you should tell the kids that their MC Detective Agency books come with their own periodic table of elements, in case they want to follow along. I was getting to that, Ray. Go back to eating. Well, hello. y'all. <laughs> now, on the periodic table, you can find elements like gold, silver, platinum, and carbon. All very valuable jewels. Oh, treasure. Could buy a lot of banana splits with that. Indeed, young Ray, it is kind of like a treasure map of chemistry. Okay, I know about gold, silver, and platinum, but is there a jewel made of carbon? Yes, Bobby. Perhaps the most precious of all jewels. You may know carbon as coal or the substance in your pencil, but under enormous pressure, carbon is a diamond. Hang on, hang on. I was just looking on this periodic table for more treasures, and I saw Radium's name on here. Well, yes, there are many- That dude's been making some girls eat their paintbrushes and get sick, or something. I'm not sure what a dude is, but Radium is an element, yes. You mean Radium is an element, not a person? Precisely. Oh, I also see an element called Calcium. That's in milk and ice cream. Yes. Don't forget cheese, little sis. That fondue is basically a whole vat of delicious calcium. But how can radium be bad when it's on the periodic table so close to an element as delicious as calcium? Don't be fooled, children. Radium is very dangerous. Toxic to humans. I won't touch the stuff. So Granny Eve was right. The radium girls really do need our help. Hmm. Sounds like it. I bet they work in the U.S. Radium Corporation. It's just a few blocks away. Maybe you can help us save them, Mr. Edison. Why do you have to get back to inventing? You mean crushing your business competitors? <coughs> no. Just saying, helping us could maybe restore your reputation. <sighs> How about I walk you to the U.S. Radium Corporation? All right, children. Gee, thanks, Mr. Edison. Yeah, you rock, Uncle Sunday. I offer to help him and he calls me a rock. But Thomas Edison walked them to the U.S. Radium Corporation just the same. And a few blocks over, Poppy came across yet another poster advertising Faux Radia. Ray, check this out, Poppy said, reading aloud. This product contains radium, known to illuminate skin and create a healthy glow. I didn't think skin was supposed to glow. There's also radium toothpaste? to brighten your smile, and radium water for vitality and strength. I am so confused. The ads say radium's good for you, but Uncle Sunday says it's deadly. And here's a face powder invented by a Dr. Alfred Curie. Why would a doctor invent something poisonous? Um, maybe he's not a real doctor? Just plays one on TV or something? Thomas inspected the flyer and rubbed his face in frustration. 
<sighs> Marie Curie, the famous scientist who discovered radium, is suing that company for using her family name. Dr. Alfred Curie was made up to trick the public into trusting their products. Well, that is so not rad. There is data to prove how dangerous radium can be, but people are more likely to see ads like this. That's just wrong. We need to protest and get rid of all these radium products. Okay, Poppy, let's prioritize. I think we need to A, get a taco, and B, tell the radium girls not to eat their paint. We can protest later. No, Ray. We need to tell the world about this. Oh, wait a minute. If radium is so dangerous, then why aren't more people getting sick? Maybe they're not eating their beauty products because they're busy eating tacos. Focus, Ray. We need to see what's going on at the U.S. Radium Corporation. Okay. I think I packed some emergency snacks here somewhere. Hey, Thomas. Can we borrow your periodic table? We don't want to get lost. <laughs> I get it. Because <laughs> it's a map. You can have my map as long as I can finally leave. Okay, thanks, Uncle Sunday. Good luck, strange green children from the future. Just remember, I bought you ice cream. And history will reflect that, Mr. Edison. And Thomas Edison left Poppy and Ray with his beloved periodic table of elements. The children were standing in front of the U.S. Radium Corporation. And with a deep breath, they entered through the gate. Will Poppy and Ray solve this mystery and save the Radium Girls? Will history remember Thomas Edison as Uncle Sunday? Will Ray find his emergency snacks? Tune in next time to hear the exciting conclusion of the case of the Deadly Dials. And don't forget, your MC Detective Agency comic has 10 pages of must-see activities from Ray, Poppy, and Monsieur Edison, plus your very own periodic table of elements. Learn what you can from them, and be ready to help us solve the mystery. Bonne chance, mes amis. This concludes Chapter 2 of the MC Detective Agency, File 1, The Case of the Deadly Dials. Dr. Colleen Kelly has created this chemistry comic book series to help elementary school students master concepts often taught at the college level. These comic books are presented by Kids Chemical Solutions and can be found at kidschemicalsolutions.com. I hope you all enjoyed part two of this three-part story. Thanks for listening, and I can't wait to bring you the final episode of the first comic next month. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Dr. Colleen Kelly for making this happen, my producer Miss Lynn, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you big thinkers at home. Until we meet again, keep wondering. <laughs>